Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A new surge at the border between Eagle Pass in Texas and Piedras Negras, Mexico. Thousands entering the U.S. are left without a way of getting out of the border area to make it to their final destinations. Thanks for joining me again. This is Yami Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio, Texas, for a new edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the Southern Border. This week, we saw firsthand the hundreds of people sleeping on the streets in Del Rio, Texas. Although the surge this year of migrants has not been there, but rather in Eagle Pass, migrants are being released or paroled after being processed by Border Patrol in Eagle Pass and then driven and dropped off in Del Rio by the federal government. We spoke with Valverde County Sheriff Joe Frank Martinez, who says they are in need of Governor Greg Abbott's buses to start running from Del Rio to other cities as soon as possible. Let's start from the beginning. Why are they walking now? So they're walking because some of these people don't have funds to get their bus ticket to get their transportation arrangements made here in Del Rio, so they're walking to their next destination. Um, the buses that were coming from here were from the governor's office. They no longer are coming. They're no longer, they moved to Eagle Pass. I guess there was more traffic down there for them to go down there, so they're down there. Okay, about how many people are we talking about? And uh, what day did it start? So it started two, three weeks ago, little by little. The numbers started increasing here because of what was going on in, in Eagle Pass and what Border Patrol uh, the pressures that they were under, so there had to be more releases done in a more timely manner. Uh, so uh, there were people being released uh, to the NGO. Some of those folks didn't have money to purchase their transportation. This uh, NGO here does not fund any transportation expenses out of uh, Valverde County or Del Rio. Uh, so, you know, there's people that are, that are people that are in our streets, uh, walking on, on our main streets, trying to you know, some of them trying to get money to get their ticket to get out of here. Um, what do you see as going to be the bigger problem? I mean, the numbers are not going down. They're going up. And if they're being released here, even though they're not being picked up here, <coughs> what what do you foresee the problem becoming? Well, some of the problem, you know, these people are just walking in the streets. Uh, you know, uh, some of them walk down the middle of the street. Uh, you know, the fear is that one of our citizens is going to hit one of these individuals, you know, on the road. Uh, uh, they're, they're walking all alongside the sidewalk. Some of them sit on the sidewalk with their, their feet onto the, onto the roadway. Uh, so there's a lot of individuals. My main concern is uh, there's a lot of children uh, that are, in my opinion, with their family, but they're displaced. There's no place, like again, Del Rio doesn't have a, 
a shelter uh, for these individuals so these people are sleeping on uh, you know at, at any location that they can find where there's a little bit of shelter from any any rain or they they can put up a, a windbreak you know that's where they're gathering um, are you having deja vu from when the Haitians came through now you know I, w I went by one of the locations yesterday and I looked at the location the old Lagos drive-in and some of the some of the litter that was in that parking lot or it, it's an abandoned store and a car wash uh, some of the litter that was there yeah that's it's, it's getting to be that way at that one location uh, you know and you know you just see people you know any in, in any little location that they can find a little bit of a shelter relief from the wind or any of the drizzle you know that's where they're sheltering up um, uh, what kind of help I mean have you guys called for help yet so there's been there's been some there's some been some calls made and you know hopefully when the next couple of days we'll get some answers to get that result anything else you want to say I mean everybody's now talking about Tucson but the numbers next door in Eagle Pass are going up and they're not just released there they're released here Yes, so, you know, Border Patrol, uh, they're overwhelmed. The federal partners are doing the best they can with what the resources uh, they have available at the time. Uh, so a lot of those uh, individuals from Eagle Pass are being transported here for processing. Some of those are being taken back to Eagle Pass and some are being relieved here because they got a, there's got to be a balance of what you can release and what they can handle and what we can handle. Uh, the problem is some of these individuals don't show up with any funds uh, to purchase their ticket to make their way out of, out of here. So they're basically stranded here. Uh, and let me ask you, I have a story on Monday. Let me ask you this. The story on Monday I'm doing is a report that they just did from the Office of the Inspector General. And they went back and looked at thousands, like a sample of thousands of the forms that the migrants have to fill. They found a huge number of them, wrong addresses, or addresses like apartment 3B, Worcester, Massachusetts, or a car dealership in Chicago. I mean, are you surprised that people may not have an address when they're being dropped here? Do a lot of them know where they're going? So, so it doesn't surprise me. I haven't seen that report that you're talking about, but it, it doesn't surprise me. What do, what do they tell you when you ask them, where are you going? What do they say? You know, some of them uh, uh, last week, some were going to uh, South Carolina, some were going to Michigan, some were going to New York. Uh, there was a family that, that I helped get uh, to a church and the church was able to help because they had a bunch of little ones. This is about two, three weeks ago. Uh, so they, they, you know, uh, you kind of feel for them because, you know, in our community, you know, uh, has been uh, doing what they can to help them. You know, I've seen them deliver pizza to some of them and it's amazing because it, it's a, they're little kids, you know, uh, and they're, uh, you know, it's a struggle. Anything else I didn't ask you? I think we're good. How's OLS going, Operation Lone Star? So it, it's going good. All, all, all we're seeing from that, our numbers here in Alberta County are low. Uh, what, uh, what Border Patrol is, is, is uh, apprehending here, those numbers are low on a daily basis, nothing compared to what's in Eagle Pass. Uh, and they're bringing some individuals here to the processing center to get processed and moved to, to the Briscoe unit or the Segovia unit. And those are the people that are under the criminal trespass? Yes. Or smuggling. Or smuggling. Yeah, have you guys had a lot of chases? So we've had some chases come through here. We've been 
very fortunate that's been to the outskirts of our community. Uh, you know, I saw one that ended up on uh, Fermin Calderon yesterday, uh, but we've been with what's going on in Caney County and Maverick County and Devin Savala and Uvalde County. We've been, uh, I think we've been fortunate with the number of chases that have not occurred here. And we're grateful for that. Yeah, we were with uh, Noe Fernandez. Or Fe Fernandez, Fernandez, yes. Yeah. We were with him. I don't know if you saw the story. I'll send it to you. So we went out with a brush unit, and there was a chase that they were coming, and right when he was getting to the outskirts, he started calling for them to drop the spikes so it okay. wouldn't get into the... It wouldn't yeah. get into your county. Yeah. It wouldn't get into the populated area. And then, and that's you know that's uh, you know I've had numerous conversations with uh, Lieutenant Fernandez on that. You know, keep him out of my community. Whatever you got to do to keep him out, you know, do it. You know, I don't want I don't want any of my citizens, uh, you know, involved in a in a, any kind of uh, traffic accident that you know there might be, you know, it might not have a good outcome. So I prefer to keep him out. Once in the United States, where do these migrants go and how are they being tracked? A new report from the Office of the Inspector General shows that thousands have given wrong information or no information at all. Adi Jimenez, retired head of Homeland Security Investigations, explained some of the problems. The surge of migrants, sometimes two to three thousand of them entering a day, has caused. This report is from, it's called DHS does not have assurance that all migrants can be located once released into the United States. And it was done by the Office of the Inspector General. We looked at some of the stuff. How accurate is this statement as far as you know? Oh, that statement is right on, on target. Uh, what we have seen in the last three years is uh, the administration, Department of Homeland Security, through all the different agencies, just processing people into the country, allowing anybody under any circumstances to request asylum. And they're being released into the community. There's no assurances of addresses, phone numbers, or if they ever gonna show up to any other court uh, dates. Okay, so, and I found it interesting. Mm -hmm. So the reports out there, some things are redacted. What are the redactions, in your opinion? Hey, you're probably going to have some redactions uh, that make reference to a specific databases with uh, used to collect information on people coming into the country. So it makes sense. Um, you see some redactions on some investigative uh, techniques. So we don't want to give that away. But even with the redactions, when you read the the document that is open to the public. Uh, you see that it mentions how uh, many of these individuals share uh, addresses in the U.S. Um, randomly, right? Uh, they just, everybody uses the same address. That in the past was a sign that there was something wrong, right? You have two, three hundred people assigning, I'm going to be in this address. Remember, we're looking at individuals coming into the country and making uh, sure they can prove that they're not going to be a burden to society. They're not going to be burning, a burden to the economy. So they lie about where they're going to be staying. They either share an address from somebody else, and that's used thousands of times, 
they can share address, an address of a location, and you see the same address from the same house or apartment, utilize it thousands of times. Uh, in the past, that was a telltale that there was a problem there, because such a thing shouldn't happen. Um, you also have the situation where they provide you a fake address, uh, maybe a vacant lot, maybe an abandoned building, or it could be uh, an apartment address randomly selected from anywhere on, on a search on the internet, and uh, nobody's checking because the administration is not allowing Immigration Customs Enforcement fugitive apprehensions or the gangs unit to go out and find people. So they give you the address. Uh, most of the databases, as you see in the report, having complete addresses. So they're never going to be found. But once they're released, they're in the wind. This one says more than 54,000 address records were blank. So we have talked in the past about the lack of background investigation and vetting that these individuals have been coming to the country in the last three years specifically. Um, the administration always tells you, no, it's strong vetting, we know what's happening. That's an example, completely empty addresses. How is the administration going to communicate with those individuals to let them know when their cases are off for immigration court? Of course, there was from the beginning is telling you that it was never intended to happen. We remember the 100,000 Afghanis that were brought in two years ago during the withdrawal in Afghanistan. What betting was conducted? By who? Where are they? Who are they? Those are the questions that we should be asking and everybody out there should be asking their representatives and senators, like, what are we doing to secure our communities? It's, the answer is, we're not doing anything. Oh my God. So no one's checking over the documents, so as they're entering them, are they entering them in the computer? Shouldn't something go off and say, hey, the address is blank? So, Border Patrol agents at the border are overwhelmed, and we have talked in the past about how about 80% of the Border Patrols, instead of being holding the line, they are assigned to administrative jobs, administrative duties. They're taking the information from the individuals. They don't have time to verify those addresses because it's just inputting data. They're data, data entry. Now, in the past, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Homeland Security Investigations, they will conduct investigations, they will bet, they will bet these addresses, they will find out. There's a lot of investigative techniques that can be utilized to identify this. However, that is not allowed anymore because Border Patrol is busy, data entry, and the um, Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents, they're being sent to the border to backfill administrative jobs. Nobody is following up. Same thing happens with uh, persons that are removable. They have violated the U.S. laws. They have been convicted of a crime. Many of them felons, and they're in jail, and when they're being released from jail, they're releasing to the public because nobody's coming to pick them up. So this is not how we're keeping our community safe. Um, this is interesting. Limited coordination between USBP and ERO. Limited authority for verifying invalid migrant addresses. 
limited resources to marriage immigrant yeah it says manage limited resources to manage immigrants enforcement i mean everything says limited limited what does that word mean to you when you see it in a sentence in an oig report that means the administration do not have the will to enforce the current laws in the books we don't have to go to congress and get new new laws let me take that back we do not have to go to congress and request new laws. All we have to do is allow the agents, allow the officers to enforce the laws that we have in the books. But that is not happening. The administration is tying the hands of the men and women that work in the Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and Homeland Security Investigations. And that's the result you have limited actions because it's a free-for-all at the border. Our borders are not secure. Um, they made some recommendations. One was we recommend the U.S. Customs and Border Acting Commissioner and Acting Director, la la la, create and implement a plan of action to coordinate on requirements and processes when migrants do not have a valid U.S. address for release. I mean, this seems basic. Why are we having to tell them to coordinate on how they will deal with someone not having an address? That's common sense. That is something that should not be even written on a IG report. We have surges throughout the years when I was working. And every time, with the limited resources we have, without getting any more resources, we always process the individuals, we stop the craziness at the border, and we protected our communities. Why? Because we were enforcing the law. And people knew that if they were caught and they were have a criminal history, they were prior deport, or they were an alien with a felony, they were going to be immediately returned after doing some sting in jail. That's not happening. Immigration and Customs Enforcement will go to the jails and identify the individuals that were deemed removable. Why? Not because they were illegal in the country. They were deemed removable because they violated the U.S. laws and they already served time in our, in our prisons. And now that they were going to get released, it was time for them to go. Uh -huh. Do you see any of this being corrected anytime soon before the elections? Unless there's a removal of uh, Secretary of Mallorca's, and from that top, it comes from the top, from Mallorca's down, uh, changing the guard and putting people in place that are willing to enforce the immigration laws, we're not going to have a solution to this. And maybe it's still one year before the elections, with everything happening at the border and everything we've seen with violence, with new weapons, with seeing the, the cartels modifying their uh, tactics. I don't know if in one, what's going to happen in one year. So somebody has to start working right now. Can we turn the tie? Yes. Will it take a lot of effort? Yes. But the one thing they need is the will, the will to enforce our laws. And that is all for this week. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight 
for the southern border in San Antonio, Texas. I'm Jamie Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting.